All right, sorry for that break. Welcome back. A private legal practitioner, Faisal Ibrahim, has channeled his anger on a foreign diplomat advocating the rights of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queenies, and also the intersex group in Ghana. The lawyer uh, blasted the diplomats of assisting the opening of LGBTQI office in the greater Accra region. A five-bedroom apartment housing the group was reportedly opened on Sunday, January 31st at a Shawman Estate. The ceremony was attended by the Australian High Commissioner to Ghana, um, the Danish Ambassador to Ghana, and some officials of the EU in Ghana. Lawyer F uh, Faisal Ibrahim issued a stem warning to the diplomats, asking, why don't they introduce the same thing in Saudi Arabia? Why don't they try? Because they know their values and religions, religious principles don't support it. But why is that when they come to Africa, they feel they come and tell us anything they want? They continue, you have the right to be whatever you want to do in your country. But when you leave your country to another country, at least show respect that you are going to deal with people there. So don't come and impose your ideas and values. He stated emphatically that it is an insult for the diplomat to seek to legalize homosexuality in Ghana. I don't know your thought about that. So why don't you go to Saudi Arabia to legalize LGBTQ plus there? A private legal practitioner blasts. And that is something appalling, isn't it? It's really, really sad. Meanwhile, uh, a battle has been won by the resistance continuing, uh, John and Tim Fodjoel. According to him, closing down the office is only a battle won over an attempt to push the Queenie agenda onto the Ghanaian, but the resistance of not accepting continuing. In a post on a social media page, the MP, who is also a pastor, wrote, Ghanaians need to remain alert and resolute on their moral and cultural consensus built over the years. He added that, as a country, we need to cherish the unanimous customary values laid down by our forebearers. Uh, Reverend Tim Fodjo commend, commended the president uh, for showing leadership and the, Ghanaian, the Ghana Police Service, as well as the national security, for heeding to the call. He, however, appealed to tra traditional leaders, religious leaders, the state institution media, and fellow like-minded advocates for a sustained, pragmatic, and unyielding collaboration to keep this unabating threat to our public morality. Well, it's being it's being shared, it's being shared, it's being shared. What are the lessons from the election petition? What are the lessons? One of the spokespersons for the former president. John Dramani Mahama in the ongoing election petition, lawyer Godwin Tamaklu has predicted danger in future electoral process, uh, taking into account happenings at the Supreme Court. And according to him, the country has now reached a point where winning future elections might require fair or foul means, including the use of guns and matches. I don't think we'll get there, Dr. Ejima. The only selfish people will be thinking that way. 
I don't think we'll ever get there. And I don't I don't I don't expect us to even get there. Meanwhile, the Meanwhile, the judicial service has cautioned media houses to refrain from publishing statements that incite anger, hate, and passion against the justice presiding over the election petition case. The service cautions, uh, which was contained in a statement, comes on the back of what it calls a flurry of statements and speeches he directed at the justices hearing the case. It believes such statements have the tendency of bringing the administration of justice into disrepute as an unsuspecting Ghanaians are being deliberately misinformed and manipulated. Yeah. It is unacceptable to publish on your platform speeches and statements and publications which incite anger, hate, and passion against the justice presiding over the election petition whose only involvement in the matter arises from their obligation to perform their constitutional duty of determining the dispute between the parties which must necessarily go one way or the other. Excepts of the statement added, the service demand a redrawal of such hateful stories. It also asks the public to be cautious in expressing dissatisfaction with the decision of the court. In the delivery of justice, persons interested in proceedings in one way or the other and who do not find the decisions of the court favorable are usually unhappy, but hasten to add that in a civil society, such as ours, which is re regulated by law, the expression of dissatisfaction with decisions of the court must be dealt with in accordance with the same rules which accord persons the right to access the court and no, and no more. The service statement comes days after the former Attorney General, Dr. Dominic Ayine, was cited for contempt of court. Dr. Ayine is reported to have accused the seven-member Supreme Court panel hearing the election petition case of having a predetermined agenda to rule against the petitioner, John Dramani Mahama. Well, in the floor of parliament yesterday, it was quite an interesting when Dr. Awal Mohammed was, had his turn with the committee. Let's hear him. He also offered some ideas on how to boost internal tourism. Internal tourism, domestic tourism is very important for Ghana and uh, for Ghana. So, Chama, when giving the nod, we intend to package internal tourism to attract minimum of one million destinations within Ghana in terms of internal tourism. What we need to do is to make the package with the hotel owners, transporters, airline operators, and food vendors. We'll probably say to you that, as he says, there are about half a million civil servants, but also check religious tourism. We also want to show that school children, or cut them young, school children are encouraged to go from Accra to work to family, to bother to go tourism. It's very important for us to do. As I said earlier, we are, we are targeting one million internal tourism tourists every year. That we hope to create a lot of jobs for our people within the down value chain, hotels, food, transport, even cleaners. So our project is to make sure that our plan, strategy, 
is to package inflammatory sites so that that tourism can also create national protection, national unity, and, and like I said, distribute income from urban areas to rural areas as they do to spend money. The Minister nominee of State for Works and Housing, Frida Prempa, appeared next to answer questions pertaining to her brief on housing, reducing the housing deficit. Land acquisition, as we all know, acquiring land in, this, in our parts of the world is very difficult, very cumbersome. It comes with all, it's all bureaucratic nature. So the ministry in 2004 developed the concept to acquire land banks across the country. So I believe that um, even though it's been a challenge, we've been able to acquire a number of um, land banks and uh, we are hoping that if approved, would, um, would work on the National Housing Authority and the Housing Fund and see how best we can also raise resources to support the housing industry. Because you have been there before, and you agree with me that the housing industry is a very capital intensive area. So we need a lot of funding, we need a lot of resources to pump into it, and we need land as well. And um, one other thing that also came to mind is the cost of uh, building materials. It adds up to the cost of overruns on affordable housing. So if you're able to work on our local building materials and also work on how we can bring down the cost of building materials in the country, I believe it will go a long way to help us to raise the housing deficit up. Because as it stands now, uh, it's quite alarming. So these are the challenges but I think you have land, funding, and the cost of building materials. The Minister Nominee for Youth and Sports, Mustafa Yusuf, took the seat last and broached the matter of the Australian visa scandal. Mr. Chairman, the issue of visa scandal is very worrying, and it is not good image for our country, especially what's happened in Australia. So given the opportunity, I know the GFA, uh, the GOC, the, the Ghana Olympic Committee, it's normally in charge, and it has to do with accreditation. I know the, the, the processes for the briefing I got, the processes leading to the Australia uh, scandal is that they normally have a list called a long list, and also a, a short list. The long list was normally will be prepared first for the host uh, federation or the organizing country for the organizers to be able to give accreditation for athletes to be able to participate in the tournament. In the Australian case, instead of waiting for the short list or the final list to be submitted, they issued accreditation to most of these, uh, all the names on the long list. So given the opportunity, I will engage the GOC and the National Sports Authority and ensure that, and even the host nation embassy in Ghana, so that we'll be able to ensure that only vetted athletes or sportsmen and women are issued with visits so that we don't find ourselves damaging our image in this direction. He also outlined plans for the improvement of sports infrastructure across the country. Youth resource centers that currently is ongoing are in various stages of completion and given the opportunity, I will ensure I'll follow through to ensure that all these facilities are completed so that the youth of this country will have those utilize those facilities.
Well, as we're going to the floor of Parliament and bringing you up to speed with what happened yesterday at the vetting, uh, the three uh, nominees that were vetted yesterday. So, we move to other areas uh, of the story, bring you headline news shortly. The Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, COPEC, is advocating for review of the price stabilization and recovery levy to forestall further increases in petroleum products. Petroleum products have been increased about four times in a, in a spate of two months. COPEC attributed the situation to the coronavirus pandemic and the current situation in Texas. Um, winter storms knock out about a dozen refineries in Texas, leading to a sharp uh, run-up in prices of fuel. So those are some of the stories that are coming up this morning. All right, so let's move on. Let's get to the airports where the uh, all departures uh, at the Kutuka International Airport KIA are expected to be disrupted this morning following a call for the indefinite withdrawal of services of all general staff at the airport. The call was made by the Divisional Union of the Public Service Workers Union at the Ghana Airport Company Limited, GACL. According to the union, the withdrawal of their services, uh, which begins with mandatory screening services, flight dis uh, display and announcement has been necessitated by an alleged attempt by the board of the company to shelve a report which confirms allegations of mismanagement and abuse of office level against the managing director, Mr. Yao Kwakwa. The divisional chairman of the PSWU at the Airport Company Limited, Abdul Isaka Bamba, added that an effect of the strike all the gates leading to the restricted areas will be shut, so nobody can access the restricted area. Custom service in the terminal will be closed. Uh, there won't be any custom, custom, uh, customer service, he added. Fire and safety cover for all aircraft, water supply and sewage treatment will also be affected by the strike. Mr. Bamba said the future of the company was being risked by maintaining Mr. Kwakwa. The union has previously uh, agitated over the same issue and also petitioned the president on the matter. In the petition, the workers said Mr. Kwakwa has demonstrated gross incompetence, insensitivity and lack of understanding of the critical aviation industry and therefore his continued stay in office will further derail the progress of the company. They accuse Mr. Kwakwa of deliberately refusing to implement several reports lying on its desk force for over two years and sourcing, outsourcing key aspects of the company's operation at exorbitant cost despite availability of in-house capacity. So those are the, uh, from, the, from the KIA. Has served as the managing director for the Ghana Airport Company Limited for close to two years after the removal of the former managing director of the company, John Diche Matifua, from office in January 2019. However, in recent times, workers of the company say management has turned a deaf ear to the agitations. Among others, 
The staff say management has overlooked staff applications for promotion for over two years, adding that the lack of proper welfare packages for workers impede productivity. To this effect, the association is calling for the resignation of Mr. Kwakwa, who they say has outlived his capacities. In an interview with News, chairman of the GACL local union, Isaka Bamba, the Ghana Airports Company Limited deserves better. Generally, top workers doesn't seem to be something that the managing director is concerned about, and that is worrying. In fact, where I sit, the most important thing to me is the welfare of the staff, and I believe in the chief executive, the workforce, the most important asset he has. But if the work of the workforce is neglected, I think that, that, that is not a mark of a good leader. Just before the MD assumed office, there were interviews, promotion interviews, all right? These promotion interviews, as we speak, two years down the line, after on his death, the union have written and approached him one-on-one to demand, come on, why are you not implementing it? Or what is the situation? The staff must know. He told us he's studying the document two years down the line, Well, so that is coming from the airport, the KIA, the Kotoka International Airport, bringing us exactly 8 a.m. It's no time for us, let's turn our attention. I know you've been waiting for this, but before that comes in, remember one thing, it's Friday. How do you know what is right for you and what is not? How do you know what is right for you and what is not? One good way is to pay attention to your energy level. There are people, places, activities, and thoughts that makes you feel more energetic. There are certain environment, challenges, and concepts, and rhythms that raise your energy level. What can you do to bring more of those things into your life? How can you add a little more energy to your experience right now? Notice what energizes you. And notice also what drains you. Orient yourself physically, mentally, spiritually in ways that keep you in a more positive and energetic state. You are in a constant state of interaction with many different aspects of existence. By strategically selecting the most empowering interactions, you can vastly improve the quality of your life. Energy is an essential and defining component of your being. Do all you can to make that energy plentiful and positive. And that's take us straight away. That's our daily motivator. And I want to say a big thank you for staying tuned with that. Experience is that marvelous thing that enables you to recognize a mistake when you make it again. As an experience is that marvelous thing that enables you to recognize a mistake when you make one. And our food for thought for this morning is our acts makes our acts make or amongst us. We are the children of our own deeds. And that's our thought for the day. Now let's turn our attention. Coming up, we'll bring you extras from the newspapers, the headline story, the front page story. 
uh, will bring you that story right away. And let's start with uh, the Finder newspaper. <clears throat> the Finder newspapers uh, has the stories a COVID-19 vaccine not mark of the beast SDHH. RTI Commission calls for proposals on legislative instrument. Bank of Ghana launches regulatory and innovation sandbox pilots. Supreme Court discharges Aine. Government undertake feasibility studies on integrated light rail system. Stories on page 11 of the Finder newspaper. The Bank of Ghana story is on page 5, and then the Ayine being discharged is on page 9. The COVID vaccine not mark of the beast, SDHH story is on page 2. Sanction diplomatic missions pushing LGBTQI agenda in Ghana. Komok, page 2 of the story. Page 8, with a picture of the Dr. Awal. It says we can earn five billion dollars annually annual revenue to make a tourism number one contributor to GDP. Dr. Awal on the front page of the Finder newspaper. Now let's do the daily statement. Ghana to get twenty million dollars film and music studio. Ghana to get twenty million dollar film and music studio. Go and say no more. Supreme Court forgives Dr. Ayene. Involves chiefs in legislative decisions or Chihini advocates. From the Daily Statement, let's do the Business and Financial Times. Dr. Awal outlines strategies to boost, to boost tourism and creative art industry. A 50 million Ghana cities capital injection to benefit creative art. 20 million dollar national film studio push for domestic tourism drive and you see him on the front on the on the on pages of the uh, business and financial time Otu Sribo re-elected chairman of the council of states the feature story on the business and financial times is belief in the power of technology that's a feature story cyber security Cyber security authorities to begin operations in quarter two. Look to swap to reduce housing deficit. Kweku Adobe says poor mortgage financing is structured. And there you have the man on the newspaper, Business and Financial Times. Now let's do the Accra Times with a picture of the right honorable uh, speaker of parliament. Is that nobody can use Bagwin to push a certain agenda? E.T. Mensah speaks highly of an independent thinking speaker. Jinapur to rescue Rosewood with a picture of Samuel Abu Jinapur. Ghana to introduce electric buses soon. Transport Minister Designate reveals. Page 3 has a story. The Daily Graphic. The Daily Graphic, Graphic Korea Strikes Business Deal with Intercity STC. Aisha Sin No More, Dr. Ayine Assured Supreme Court, page 11 of the Graphic has a story. Tourism Revenue, Government Target $5 billion in two years, Dr. Awal reveals adverting with a picture of the man Dr. Awal, the Minister Designate for Tourism.
the daily guide president takes first covid 19 job tuesday involved chiefs in land resource use or chehene housing authorities propose to reduce deficits government class ecg debt Mahama petition strange dismiss it <laughs> is this Mahama's petition strange dismiss it ec with a picture of the woman i don't know how to call it what i is uh, she's been hunted or she's answering whatever it is the graphic showbiz trends over relationships the adam and sakodia saga and you see them on the on the pages of the graphic showbiz if we have got it flouted celebrity uh, cel uh, bikini bodies mm. we are struggling at national film authority david donto laments story is on the graphic showbiz so get a graphic showbiz get detail of the stories of this morning as we bring you up to speed uh, with all the stories on the front page of the graphic as we you know where we go we are currently at the jubilee park uh, that's the parks and gardens opposite the jubilee park where the news vendor is that is where we're bringing you the stories from this uh, morning i want to say a big thank you to them for allowing us uh the space and also supplying us with the newspapers for us to bring you up to speed with all the happenings in the uh, with all the happenings on it now the daily guide has this council 2020 results Mahama files address national security raid lgbtq office government won't legalize okada remember that story was on the uh on the newspaper last as there was something i wanted to discuss trying to get uh who is uh, responsible for us to check on that but let's turn our attention coming up in a bit uh, uh we go to um We'll bring you some up to speed on the happenings on our business desk this morning but before that the minority mps on the appointment committee have threatened to vote against approval of the health transport information and gender minister designate this is because of their act of commission and also omission in the frontiers healthcare solution services contract the ndc mps accused kweku ajiman menu Kweku Ofuri Asyama, Kojo Opon Nkrumah, and Ajua Safo of deliberately hiding critical information relating to how Frontiers uh, was awarded a contract to undertake the COVID-19 testing at the Kutuka International Airport. According to the NDC MPs, the aforementioned nominees, although were involved at some point when the contract was awarded, has failed to speak to the details on the controversial contracts, so they are threatening. Witness that the ongoing proceedings of the appointments committee is a shocking, shocking, shocking spectacle of lack of accountability, lack of responsibility, and an outright disregard for our laws, an utter disrespect for the people of this country. We are outraged and our caucus, the NDC caucus in Parliament, has resolved. 
motion for a full-scale bipartisan parliamentary inquiry into this scandal. It is totally unconscionable that when people are dying, when there is a pandemic, a cabal will emerge and their only interest is profiteering. Utter disregard for our laws, breaking the uh, Public Procurement Act, violating the Fees and Charges Act, and totally uh, breaching the Health Institutions and uh, Facilities Act, uh, totally uh, ignoring compliance, safety, and standard uh, issues. Now we do not even know if that whole arrangement at the airport uh, was worth it, and if uh, lives have not been endangered. The, 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 the ongoing vetting has only uh, confirmed our suspicions that uh, this is a very stinking arrangement. Uh, it has all the signs of of, of, of blatant uh, thievery, corruption, and utter disregard for our law. Board. So, Honorable, as representatives of the people, are you saying that you are currently unaware of the contract? You don't have access to it and you are unable to tell the details of it? As you do know, the uh, Minister-designate for Transport uh, presented uh, some wishy-washy contract to us mm -hmm. at the appointment committee. I call it wishy-washy because uh, it appears largely to be focused on uh, just uh, granting space. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Ghana Airport Company Limited granting space to these uh, uh, Frontiers Healthcare Services Limited. The Health Minister, the Information uh, Minister designates who are all members of the Presidential Task Force on COVID could not also give you uh, the answer when you put this matter before them. Now you have an opportunity to approve of their nominations. Are you looking at uh, the Frontier Health Service issues? Would that have an influence on how you vote for the approval? Most definitely. This will play a significant part in our considerations. It will be one of the factors that we will be considering, particularly line ministers who have direct responsibility. Uh, responsibility for health, responsibility for procurement, responsibility for maintaining the uh, compliance and safety uh, standards. So uh, you can be rest assured that these are matters that will engage our attention seriously when we come to take a vote on these nominees who have been less than candid and who have not been fought, forthright and who have uh, tried to uh, get away uh, and actually uh, show a certain, uh, if you like, um, uh, utter disregard for, for our laws. So that's the voice of uh, the Member of Parliament, Samuel Okujeto Ablakwa, in an interview um, about the Frontiers Healthcare Services contract, which smacks up Tifri. That's how he uh, he says it. So we'll wait to see how that turns out to be when the voting will be done. And then um, we'll try to get some uh, piece of information from the... Um, from the airport and then we get it now let's pick the story from uh emil shot remember he was uh, the, uh, the chief uh, justice emil shot the eighth parliament should put aside partisan interests and addresses major national problem the first head of the commission on human rights and administrative justice has charged the eighth parliament 
to focus on national interests instead of being driven by partisanship. Justice M. L. Short says he is hopeful the Eighth Parliament will earnestly focus on critical issues facing the country to ensure that the right decisions are made to propel the country forward. According to him, with equal numbers of MPs on both sides of the House, accountability and transparency of government can be easily ensured by members of the minority caucus. Mr. Emil Short says, as compared to previous government, the NDC MPs have to put government on its toes for the country's interest to reign supreme. He made this comment during the West, uh, the Accra West Rotary Club in an answer to a question regarding forecast uh, that the Eighth Parliament could possibly become Ghana's most corrupt parliament. This forecast was based on assertion that the shorthandness of the governing party will induce members of the minority group into taking bribes to vote in favor of bills presented by the minority side. But speaking on the issue, Justice uh, Short says that is a uh, prognosis and uh, he hope will not happen. I don't have any, any basis to support such a conclusion. My hope is that um, that will not happen and I don't want to think that that is how members of parliament operate. So I think I should refrain from giving any credence to such underhand dealings in, in, in Parliament. He stated that the MPs would have to put aside their differences and agree to address the major problems that we have in this country, whether it is corruption, whether it is lawlessness, on the road, environmental degradation, on morals, on how our raw, uh, raw resources are utilized. There are so many issues with which the Parliament have to address and I'm hoping that the two political parties will put their heads together and address all the critical issues facing the nation. And that is what uh, Justice M. L. Short said. Well, if you just tune in your life on Angel 96.9, and it's a breakfast morning with me, myself, and I, L. Samuels. And this one from the SDHH, I've also wedded in uh, the Seventh-day Adventist Church um, is calling for a passage of law to explicitly prohibit the activities of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer in Ghana. The Northern uh, Union, the Northern Union Mission of SDA Church, described the LGBTQ plus their activities as a case that must be stopped. This seems to be a public confusion over the legitimacy of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and the queen rights in Ghana following the opening of a community space for the group's activities in Accra. Uh, an advocate for the LGBT have argued that the country's law do not provide clear-cut legislation against their activities. It is a criminalization of unnatural and carnal knowledge within the jurisdiction. To this end, the president for the Northern Ghana uh, Union Mission of SDA Ghana wants lawmakers to initiate explicit legislations to put the ambiguity to rest. And I think if that is done, it will help us all. Another Bible-based organization, the Seventh-day Adventist Church, another Bible-based organizations, Islamic religion, and Ananum believe that homosexualism and lesbianism are satanic 
and a curse and should be opposed. Again, we pledge our support to the government to fight against homosexual activities in the country. That, that is all that even we are claiming for, that there should be a law in the country. But I think they have understood our intentions. And that is why they need to frame a law protecting the nation. The legal people are the parliament. They should be able to know what Ghanaians are expecting from them. But that is all that even we are claiming for, that there should be a law in the country so that it can protect our so there should be laws in the country that will protect our sovereignty as a people. We don't want it. We don't want it. So you had the head of the Northern Mission of the SDA Church uh, also wedded in, into this issue that will become the running story. Uh, that is, uh, and definitely you get some people opposing it. This this Amnesty International. And you get NGOs. I have a local few. No, I'm a boy blomo. I'm a boy blomo. The Amnesty International has condemned the police for what is described as an invasion of the safe space for LGBT rights, Ghana. The police on Wednesday morning stormed and locked down the recently opened office at a group at the Ashoma in Accra in the wake of public discourse over their operations. This follows an uphaul by a cross section of Ghanaian calling for the closure of the said office, adding that the activities are alien to the Ghanaian culture and beliefs. However, the acting director, Frank Dovey, says the, the manner in which the police went about the closure exhibits a clear violation of the country's law. Which law? <laughs> you hear them. The circumstances under which the facility was invaded is what we consider to be a clear violation of the very laws that we all seek to uphold. But Amnesty International, as a human rights organization, does not endorse or support any act of criminality. But then, when the rights of individuals are clearly violated, then that becomes a serious issue of concern. You know, to us. The question we have to ask again is whether or not the individuals who were found in that particular facility were seen engaging in any act of criminality. not, then clearly it's an issue you know, of the security agencies engaging in an act that is not supported by our laws. We always hide behind rights and then cause people to misbehave, churn out their evil deeds, and we say it's right. Right. We allow ourselves as a people for this right thing to come in, to get to a level that we ban caning in our schools to direct their children to be disciplined and that goes into our moral fiber where indiscipline has become the order of the day lawlessness has become our being as a people whereas first it, it is not easy to break into that that aspect of our moral fiber but here is the case we bought into it oh they have rights and that we're losing our morals as a people. Now they have the audacity to walk into our country and decide what they want to do, whereas they can't go to the other parts of the Middle East and go chant same things there. So why are we so weak? Because our leaders are always in cup and arms, begging for AIDS, so they take advantage of us. But I think the people of Ghana should rise up on this matter. Well, moving on. 
Let's look at it. Um, ba 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 ba. Say it as it is. That is why me, I will say it at, as it is. I will always do one. Say it as it is. Um, mm hmm. No go fuey, no go fuey. Ajachi, Ninkobo. Uh, anybody who say, oh, is their right? They're giving the person luchi. Mm -hmm. um. <laughs> you know, once upon a time, a human history and society consensual sexual relations, including a procreation between persons of different race, was a prescribed as a mis- a, a mess-up generation because it was deemed offensive to the natural order of what? Things. The legal procreation of miscreation found support and justification at the time in some Christian doctrine as it does today on the fringes of that religion. Cattle slavery to enjoy support and protection from both law and religious doctrine at various times in history. In places like South America and South, South Africa, where such laws existed well into the second half of the 20th century, associations and groups like the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the African National Congress, bringing together persons who were victimized by or simply opposed such racist laws and societal norms were formed for the express purposes of, among other things, getting such laws abolished. It has now been contended then that several groups and associations like the NACAP and NCA comprising persons who rejected the racist order and the octodos of their times were or should have been deemed illegal associations in their respective jurisdictions mainly because they sought to set the system to change so as to make law that, that which at that time has been prescribed by racist law. Is an LGBT office or association or per se. They say it is even threat to national security mainly because an existing law which originates in the colonial era legislation which finds support among certain faith communities and prescribed so-called unnatural canal knowledge. Hmm. Hmm. Well, so I keep telling you, when you see people advocating for certain things, um, be careful. Watch them well. Watch them very well. Mm. Well, I will accept this open door and thank you for your relentless effort to making this dream come true from the presidency to the Ghana Health Service. Kudos to you. Service and patriotism has been decisively shown, and I think you merit some heels. However, it is an obligation. 
on the off chance to that my memory serves me right the covid the coronavirus immunizations will be rolled out beginning second march which the president has vowed to take the first job by far and large it is a decent exercise we can do this without the engagement of our religious leaders in this country ghana is a christian muslim country with about 70 plus christians i've i have gotten the chance to converse with many individuals and there raise few concerns some are verifiable some are mostly certainly not <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, as a country that is religious, where a large portion of us have put our trust in our pastors and imams, we confine in them to the degree that we share our private issues with them. With this, I think government of Ghana should engage our religious bodies, i.e. the Christian Council, the Ghana Pentecostal, the Charismatic Council, the Archbishop Conference, the Islamic Groups, to ensure a smooth rollout of the plan. As a strong authoritative figures, they can impart individuals to take the vaccine as compared to other authorities. Church to church, mox to mox, sensitization with our religious leaders will help us more than just utilization of the conventional media. I therefore urge you to connect with them, disclose issues to them, Urge them to tell their people all that they, they need to know about the immunization and the need to be vaccinated. Let us build together. <laughs> like I said, let us what? Build together. 29 past 8. Coming up is what? Somebody will say. Coming up is business and it's update. Good morning. <laughs> So coming up in this morning's update on our business debt, banks reject voters' national identification card for transaction. MTN recalls 1.3 billion profit, optimistic of resolving SMP impasse with government. You have a choice between ETLs and FT sector business advice. AGI want lending rate to go down further. Details of the stories are coming up in the next five minutes of your time in association with Adonko Next Level.
Details of the news has been read by Elsa Mills. The Association of Ghana Industries wants lending rates to go down further down to enable Ghanaian business compete favorably with their counterparts on the continent. Cost of loans have fallen by about 10% since 2017 to 21% by the policy rate at which banks borrow from the Bank of Ghana still stands at 14.5%. The chief executive of AGI said Achum Akwamwa believes that lending rates in the country are still not competitive enough, though commending the present Bank of Ghana administration for pushing the rate down since assuming office. Still in the banking industry, information gathered by Joy Business indicates that many banks are rejecting uh, the new voters and national identification cards as form of identification in opening accounts and undertaking transactions. It is, however, not the fault of the banks as both the voters and the national identification card have not been validated. Checks at some branches of the commercial banks indicate that the banks do not recognize the ID cards because they cannot validate them from the system called the G5. They, however, accept the driver's license, the Senate ID cards, and passport, but reject outrightly the National Health Insurance card because they perceive it as fraud. Fraudulent, a fault with fraud, why the risk exposure is very high. Nevertheless, the issue is how many people possess the driver's license, the Senate ID cards, and passport. And as much as the banks are doing their best to keep money laundry, I will believe that the challenge may, may deny many Ghanaians access to financial services if not addressed immediately. Again, a cross section of Ghanaians who frequently use mobile money. Service for payment and other transactions will be denied access from the 1st of March 2021. In this age of financial inclusion, banks will have to be innovative by allowing guarantors to guarantee the potential account holders and those who come to do transactions. Still uh, in the financial sector, this time round to the mobile money where teleco giant mobile, uh, mobile te telecommunication leader MTN Ghana records a profit of 1.3 billion Ghana cities last year, about 38.4% year on year growth. And according to its 2020 financial statement, total revenue was, however, 6 billion, 6 billion, 14.4% increase over what of that of 2019. To this end, the board of the company is declaring an interim dividend of 0.3 Ghana cities per share after revising the company's first quarter results. After reviewing the full year performance of the company, the board also recommended a, a final dividend of 0.05 uh, cities per share, bringing the total dividend to the year 2020 to 0.08 cities per share. This represents 70.5% of the profit after tax and 33.3% increase in dividend per share over those paid for 2019. And finally, and finally on our update on the business front, Assistant Commissioner of Customs uh, Fajan Akoto has advised business to businesses to make a good choice by considering the African Continental Free Trade Agreement and the ECOWAS Trade Liberalization Scheme. The calls follows reported interruption in trade between Ghanaian industries 
and their Benin counterparts in an interview after the sensitization seminar on African free trade area in Accra, Mr. Akoto urged Ghanaian businesses to consider a choice between the bigger trade agreement for the continent and then the ETLs and see which one is better. He therefore believes there is no need fighting over the ETLs when there are so many opportunities to trade under the African free trade area. The advice follows report on fair treatment by Benin to Ghanaian businesses due to the decision by the Francophone country to exit the ECOWAS trade liberalization scheme, a trade treaty which provides preferential tariffs to member states under ECOWAS. And with this, we've come to the end. We'll have to speed with the happenings on our business desk. Make a day same time, God willing. We'll come your way same time next week. Good morning. I want to say a big thank you to Adunko Next Level for supporting us to bring you up to speed with the happenings on the business front. You know, you disrupted me. You are not supposed to enter when my mic are on. Because it gives feed on our online. Because what the monitor there will throw feed into the studio. So you should have waited for me to finish. No, I open it. I open it intentionally, but not for you to enter. Alright, so welcome back uh, from that quick commercial break. Check with the turn of down almost 37 past uh, 8 a.m. Bringing you up to speed with all the happenings this morning. Uh, like somebody will say, it's important for us to bring you up to speed with all the happenings across the world. It is always easier to believe than to, to deny. Our minds are naturally what? Affirmative. And it's one thing you should bear in mind. It is easy when we are in prosperity to give advice to the afflicted. Mm -hmm. The act of progress is to preserve order amazed change. And to preserve change amaze what? Order. And that does it. Coming up very shortly, we'll bring you conversation in our studios here where we'll have some conversation in the morning, for those of you who mixed up, remember the Blacks satellite qualified yesterday by beating the Cameroonian on penalties to reach the semi-final of the U20 AFCON. So Ghana going through through uh, the penalties after defeating the Cameroonians on penalties. Um... <laughs> Uh, somebody says, I have a very simple approach to any position on the vast issue of LGBTQ, the ever-expanding list of sex and gender identity. I like to personalize it. If my son, my son 
came to tell me that he is converting his anus into a sex organ and intend to cut his penis and undergo procedure to become a woman, what would be my reaction? Would I congratulate him and say he's an adult? So whatever he does, does not affect me. Or would I hate, denounce him as a son or abuse him because I dislike the act? Whatever he does, he is still my son. I will still love him and have compassion towards him. I won't discriminate against him. However, I would not pretend to be happy with this choice and justify it with all manner of theories. I would try to encourage him to abandon the idea and seek psychological support to convince him to change his mind. If it all fails, I will endure it painfully and keep praying for him and love him. I won't say it is normal. It is not true that whatever adults decide to do is in a sexual relationship does not affect others. If a grown-up man and his grown-up daughter decided to have sex, the law would not allow them. How does that affect others? My wife and I agree to marry. Nobody compels us. We are adult. But if we agree to divorce each other, the law will require us to prove that the marriage is irredeemable broken. How does our separation affect another person's marriage or income? In most of the countries that are pushing others to accept the LGBT as norm, if adults agree and decide to marry more than one wife or husband, and the law will not leave them alone, so it is not true that whatever two adults decide to do should be left to them, because it does not affect others. I can imagine the trauma I will bring on my wife and family if I decided that I'm going to be a woman. <laughs> All the same, I think the physical and verbal attacks is different. Threat and other stuff is different. Why is the West or the EU not putting, not putting pressure on Saudi Arabia to recognize LGBT as norm? Are there no gays and lesbians in Saudi Arabia? Or they don't have rights. If you are liberal enough to think that LGBT is a right, you should liberal enough to tolerate those who think it is wrong. And that is when we can begin to work together to reach a common ground. The countries that they think it is right today, once saw it, it is wrong. Hmm. It's interesting. And you hear some of these things. It's ridiculous. It is what? Ridiculous. <laughs> Let me bring you some angle. A pharmacist has described as ridiculous comments suggesting that COVID-19 vaccine have been developed to reduce the country's population. According to Dr. Kwame Sapon, such comments are not backed by science, therefore cannot be accepted. Yeah. It's not backed by science. Blofuma me you are weeche. So now the trust is not there. Gamma will say blofume the white. Fantini Baka. Why ain't you not chow? This ain't you an indi. There's no trust. You are you 
is somebody beating somebody in the street in the first place that the person